This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 201. That feels wild, nigga. We was in them hundreds for a long time, dog. We was in them wild hundreds. Them wild hundreds. Yo, that's how I know that's my dog, man. We be on the same page. Welcome back, 201. I'm your host, Ant Wood. This your host, Jay Johnson. This week in culture. This week, we bring to y'all the episode 7 review of Insecure. Yo, I'm Woo! never calling a chocolate chip a chocolate chip again. Not unless it's a chocolate chip. Because chocolate chips is not really chocolate chips. Unless it's a chocolate chip. They chocolate drops. That's, I mean, come on now. Shout out to Kevin Hart. Come on, man. But that's a chocolate chip. Yo, man, chocolate drop needs to drop a new joint, dog. We ain't heard a chocolate drop a joint in a minute. Why do we call them bitches chips? Because, nigga, we clearly wasn't knowing. We ain't do the science, nigga. And we from Detroit, and that's better made. I didn't even know these was a thing, man. Um, One of the friends of the show... Uh, hit me and said she was just thinking about getting some of these. I had to hit her back. For like, us? why you didn't tell us these was a thing? Nigga, we, we didn't know. My cousin had to bring these, dog. Hey, man, if you uh if you haven't listened to episode 200, go check that out right now. The shit was fire. We talked about power. We talked about doing 200 fucking pods. We talked about a lot of other stuff. Um, But this pod, we're going to talk about insecurity, man. Before we get into it, I want to thank all the listeners. Thank everybody who rocking with us week to week. Thank everybody who be tagging us on Twitter, tagging us on the gram, tagging us on all the socials, letting uh, HBO Max know that this is the best insecure pod popping, man. Huh. What you think about this episode, dog? Um, I liked it. I thought this episode was fucking fire. I thought it was pretty cute and warm. And- I, I really enjoyed this episode, dog. It was, it was a feel-good episode. It kind of felt, this is the first time it felt like this the final Felt like season. it's over. Yeah. yeah. It, this episode had some finality to it. Yep. Um, it. It gave me, and I think that's why it felt good, because it felt like, yo, our friends on this show are ending this shit 
on like a good note. Like I, I love seeing the four girls getting together and being just friends, nigga. No drama, none of that. You know why I hate when um my friends move out of town is every TV show that we've watched and we loved and endeared, it always ends when someone gets a new Somebody job out of town. Yeah, you gotta leave. Things are never the same because you're going. Yeah, you gotta and leave. Like, I, I literally just put this together tonight. Yeah. Last night when I'm watching this shit, because like when someone, yo, I got in this new job offer, I'm going out of town, like this shit is over. Yeah. You can say whatever you want, like, yo, we're going to stay in contact, we're going to do this. Yeah. But that's not how it happens. It's harder. Um, As the friend that went out of town, at least. Yeah. As the friend that moved out of town, uh, lived in Atlanta for 10 years, Um, it was rough being that friend, dog. Cause like I ain't gonna lie, man. I it and I I had a great network of people in Atlanta. I have family in Atlanta, um. So I wasn't in Atlanta lonely, but my closest dogs was back here at the crib, bro. And like, as much as it was cool that niggas came to visit, niggas came to kick it. If I if I went through anything seriously, my boys pulled up. So I loved that, but I really was like, yo. My friends is having fun at home without me, dog. Like, it used to be shit I used to get real mad at. Like, um, for those of y'all who not from Detroit, it's an event in the city that happens every week or every year, pardon me, around Thanksgiving called Tux and Chucks. When Tux and Chucks first started, it wasn't happening Black Friday. It was happening the week prior to Thanksgiving. So when I lived in Atlanta... I never got to go to this event. And for a nigga from Detroit, that was some shit that I had never seen in Detroit. That seemed like some shit in other cities. I used to look on the socials pissed off like, dog, why they keep having that motherfucker the week before Thanksgiving? Because I ain't going home till next week, nigga. And I just used to send Atlanta, dog, kind of like upset that everybody was back home and I was down there with my new friends. You know what I'm saying? So... I get the drama and the emotion around Tiffany's announcement about her and Derek, but I think that was the thing that really made this shit start feeling like we headed toward the end. It was dog. that hug. That four-person yep. crew hug? Yeah, dog. I was like, yo, this seemed kind of it was some um, It was some things on this episode that also made it feel not just like it's coming to an end, but also, like, so I, I heard last week, somebody wrote in the uh, in the Facebook group that Issa said, and I didn't fact check this, so I don't know, but somebody wrote that Issa said the season's going to end as if there's another season. Like, they're not bringing closure to everything, which is why they've had so many new and open storylines, because they're going to end it like it's coming back. Like, basically, they ended it like, Nigga, life is still going to go on. We're not going to bring everything like, to a close. Because, like, in real life, that's not how things work. Everything isn't wrapped up life in Life goes ball. on, yeah. Like, yeah, but, like, yeah. No. Yeah, man. So, um, but overall, dog, I I thought this episode was fire. Um, I was not disappointed in this one. I seen literally a couple people hit, uh, hit the Facebook group, like, yo, they still thought this shit was kind of, eh. And I was like, yo, this is one of them better ones, dog. I, I think this one and the Lawrence episode, they was up there. They was episodes that felt like insecure, dog. Um, so let's let's talk about it, man. Uh they had a girls' night, 
Well, it was it was a girl's day because it started out with, yo, we're going to pregame at my crib. Then we're going to go to dinner. We're going to get some massages. We're going to do all this shit. Right away, I was jealous, dog. Fellas can't do shit like this, bro. We can't get away without being, nigga, we can't go to the bar with the homies without being called gay. Like, if you at the bar with your homies for more than, like, 30 minutes, like, you gay. Like, ugh, all you want to do is spend time with your homeboy. Damn, nigga. Just wanted to watch the game. The game is two hours. Nigga, like, pardon me, dog. Girls can do whole massages. Nigga, we getting a group massage. Niggas can't do that, dog. I was immediately jealous of this shit. But more importantly, I was glad that we got all four girls. Yo, if you told your girl that like, yo, me and the fellas about to go get a massage together. <laughs> oh, no, no. You out of there, bro. You <laughs> out of there. Huh. But uh, Issa had everybody come to her crib. They came over to kick it. They smoked some joints. They pregame. They got to chilling. And then right away, I kind of seen where the episode was going. So was they was smoking. They was pregaming. They chilling. Getting ready for the massages that's coming up in a couple hours. And then she was like, oh, shit. The spa just called. They said a pipe burst. So everything's canceled for the day. So we got to kick it here. So Molly was like, yo, you think we might as well start drinking now, too? We already smoked a little bit. Let's drink a little bit, dog. And then Issa was like, yo, let's drink and let's play a fucking game. Well, first she played the music. I oh, yeah. The best thing. Had some music on. And then she said, let's play questions and a hat. You still got a subscription to lit? <laughs> yo, that was funny as fuck because I had a lit subscription. Who there. didn't? That was the like, you wasn't a real nigga if you didn't have it. Because all I bought was Detroit. Hats. And that bitch expired every two weeks, it felt like. Because every time I went to get a hat, they said... Oh, no, that's not in here no more. But if you want a new one, it's $35. Bitch, in addition to the hat, that's $70. Is hat still a thing? I mean, I know you wear hats. Yeah. But, like, like, I don't don't wear, like, lids hats. Like, I ain't been to lids in them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't bought a baseball cap. Yeah, I don't know that's a thing no more. If it is, it ain't for us. I think it's all dad hats and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, lids is. Because once they start becoming $40, it was like. $60. Yeah, I'm not paying for that. For a tiger's hat? Nigga, it ain't even good. Like, fuck out of here, dog. Um, But they played questions in a hat, dog. And the very fucking first question was, what's an embarrassing fact about you that none of us know? And Molly jumped out there and said, she never really seen Love Jones. Mm. Issa was like, yo, but we bonded over that in college. Molly was like, yeah, I, I lied. Issa was like, but we was talking about Lorenz and everything. Molly was like, was he Love or Jones? I don't know. Then it made me think, what's a movie you don't like or that you never seen that has surprised people? Uh, the Color Purple. It's trash. I seen it one time in 2011. So I have I have multiple answers because I answered each one of them questions. Don't like or never seen. So I never seen a Titanic. I never seen Selena. Yeah, I don't think I watched Selena. I know the endings, dog. Like, it didn't... I wasn't sitting through the Titanic for three fucking hours, and I know what happened. Them niggas wrecked the thing, dog. I cra- They crashed it. Selena got shot, bro. I seen it. I got the T-shirt. She on it. The president of the fan club shot her. I seen the news. I watched MTV. Uh, I ain't even seen the movie, dog. But sometimes the journey is still important. Like, yeah, so for an example, yeah. we know how this crack shit ended. Yeah, facts, <laughs> facts. But uh, we were still watching Snowfall, but yeah. Facts. But that's why I never, that was my I've reason seen, for never watching them when they I've was I've seen new. Scarface one time. I thought the shit was trash and overrated. 
So for me, for movies, I'd, and I I'm just asleep. and I fell asleep on the color purple because I didn't. I it was not good. From movies, I'm not a fan of. I'm not saying that they're trash. I'm just not a fan. No, that shit trash. <laughs> no. Me and you on the same page. Color Purple was one. Scarface was legitimately trash, though. Oh, no. Scarface is one of the worst movies ever. Shit was horrible, man. Scarface was terrible. Yeah, um, so. That was not Pacino's best work. But also can't blame him because, nigga, he was doing what you had to do, nigga. It was the script. It was the book. Shit was kind of racist, too. That oh, my God. Horrible accent. Yo, if you was Cuban... <laughs> Al Pacino should be on your head. That nigga's in talk face, okay? <laughs> that nigga was in talk face. <laughs> Yo, man, cut the pot off, dog. Cut the fucking pot off, dog. Oh, man. Um, The other movie that I'm just, I'm not a fan. I'm not telling you all this trash. It's just dated. And if you turn it on right now in 2021, I'm probably getting on my phone or leaving. I don't really like Harlem Knights, bro. <laughs> like, I get who in it. I know the legendary status of everybody in there. From Red Fox on down, nigga. That's Cheyenne funniest movie, favorite movie. Yeah, I seen her. Uh, t- I ain't even comment because I'm like, eh. Laugh or laugh, life is the funniest. Eddie Murphy movie. Yo, I watched Life Sunday night. And I'm not saying. Or Saturday night. I'm pardon. not saying it's like the best movie. Yeah. Laugh for laugh. Like, it has more laughs than. Damn. Life life is significantly better than <laughs> Harlem Nights. Dog. And I'm not telling y'all Harlem Nights is trash. I don't like it. I've never seen The Notebook. Notebook's kind of fired. I've never seen it. So yeah. I, I'm not, that's not one of them things where I just haven't seen. The Notebook, though, you have to watch with a girl. Because other than that, you'll cut it off. Because that's... I watched it with a girl I was kicking it with in college. That was the only reason I ever seen The Notebook. Other than that, I wouldn't have known it was a thing. She didn't last... The notebook did. Nigga, <laughs> I was like, yo, this shit was alright. But I never would have watched it without a girl's influence, nigga. Um, I feel like I had one more movie that it was like, eh, everybody love it, but I be kinda like, eh. Oh, it ain't as big as like Harlem Nights and all that shit. I don't like that movie Norbit. Like with Eddie Murphy, dog. No, that wasn't good at all. Like I know like mad chicks who love Norbit. Like that sense here, right? <laughs> no, they dumb. They really fucking dumb. <laughs> I'm just saying. They, they you, you the baton easily, has been passed. Yeah, you easily fucking amused. Dog. They turn Norbit off, nigga. Eddie Murphy got thirty better movies than Norbit, nigga. Did he have like fucked up looking teeth in Norbit? Yeah, he had all kind of shit, dog. Ugh, I hate that fucking movie, man. All right. Anyway, they played that game. Um, another reveal we got. Tiffany admitted that. <laughs> This was just funny to me. She was saying she still masturbate to thoughts of Derek. And Kelly was like, I mean, I do too, but it's gross for you because that's your husband. I thought she was about to say another nigga name. Dog. Yo, so why they keep hinting at Tiffany almost saying that she had a real baby with another nigga and then they won't go to it, dog? That shit what? Like, let's talk about her move. So she announced at the thing she was her and Derek might be moving to Denver. Clearly, we know that that's going to happen because for a couple reasons: one, they wouldn't announce it if they wasn't going to move. Two, her and Derek uh, finished filming Mad early. They was like one of the first groups to be done when they was doing all the shit on the internet and everybody was crying. Tiffany and Derek was, or Amanda Seals and Dog that played Derek was first. So, um, what we think about that, dog? Like they getting them the fuck out of here. They leaving. Derek got a job opportunity. They out of here. 
significantly more money. Hey, man, we got a new kid. And apparently he got family out there. I mean, I don't know what Derek does. No clue, by the way. Uh, he he could possibly sell drugs uh, <laughs> from uh, Snowfall. Um, Facts. But, I mean, they live in L.A. now. Facts. They got a pretty nice looking house. Hey, Derek got some cheese. And the cost of living in Los Angeles is high as fuck. Yeah. So if you're about to get significantly more money, the cost of living in Denver is not as high as Los Angeles. No, not at all. So, you But it also ain't cheap up in Denver. Like, yeah, just not yeah, as high. It ain't as bad as L.A. You're right. Uh, So you winning. Yeah. It's going to be good. So look, another question that came up in that game was... uh. But wait, wait. What's up? Why she said that? You know, she was crying. We moving, blah blah blah. Oh yeah. What if I'm gonna do? What I'm gonna do if I get depressed again? So that's how y'all wrap up this whole depression shit she did for an entire season. Postpartum and all that. Man, I don't even know if it was postpartum because the baby was still in there. Yeah, they just like literally we a whole season. Y'all alluded to something was going on with her. And then the whole last season, y'all didn't mention it at all. And it's like, yo, what if I get depressed again? Yeah. What? I was I was waiting for that to be. They had the one episode where she went to the room and disappeared, yeah. and they went to li- that was the finale of last season. Was it? So if I if I'm last season, we thought was pretty fucking great. If there were an episode that I thought was flawed within last season, it was that one. Um, being the finale, being that. They spent so much time on that episode looking for Tiffany, nigga, and then they finally found her and then just never talked about they it. they, like, on a bus or something? Yeah. Like, they rode the bus. They went all around. They was at the movie theater. They went to the taco spot. They did all this shit looking for her just to end up landing on, yo, she was in this hotel, and then Derek hugged her, and she said, I'm sorry, and that was it. We never got nothing else, dog. It felt like, so you know what I thought about last season when that happened and – this season with them announcing her and Derek are going to move. Here's where my mind is on that character. Issa didn't tell them that this shit was wrapping up. No. Um, that little personal shit with Amanda Seals and everybody else. Cause you remember a couple years ago, she couldn't Issa's come into the party. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was everybody from insecure except in, uh, Tiffany <laughs> was invited to the party. And Issa was like, Hey, I didn't throw the party. She did, nigga. So couldn't invite you. I can't let you in. Like, sorry, it's it's up to her. And she don't like you. She don't fuck with you. It's her and Jesse Williams' party, nigga. And she don't fuck with you. And Jesse Williams ain't helping you. So sorry, bro. But I think that played into Amanda Seals' character kind of falling back or fading back in the show. Now, granted, she was always a, a, a side or B character. Like, she wasn't Molly, but... Even Kelly is more involved. You know what I'm saying? And looking at, do you feel like something's off with Tiffany? Like, her character seemed off. She don't seem weird. She seemed Mad Valley same, girl. She ain't got that same sass that she yeah, used to have. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's very that. Yeah, well, Real melancholy-ass feel, dog. Like I, I'm not digging the, the vibe of the character. She but, don't look the same. Yeah. Hey, man. Like, she, like, skinnier, face skinnier and shit. Not, yeah. like, body-wise, but, like, I don't know. What's up with I don't know. Something going on with it, man. But um, another question they asked during the episode, it was, if you had to stay with the last person you slept with forever, like, would you do it? 
And Issa was like, eh, I don't know. Me and Nathan kind of going through a weird spot right now. Like, ever since I told him I loved him, he kind of never really been responsive to that. And then shit just kind of getting weird. Nigga talking about he moving. And she was like, I mean... I'm going to just move on and start over. Like, this wouldn't be the first time. Yo, you still go with him, dog. You can't just start over yet. Like, break up with him first. Step one, nigga, break up. But step two, nigga, talk. Like, talk to this nigga, dog. But when she mentioned it, she also told them, yo, he called me inconsistent. And all of them was like, oh, shit, really? That that was what he said? Yes, nigga, because you're inconsistent. He's like... For all of Nate's weirdness and all his fucking mental health issues that impact our relationship, nigga, you're inconsistent, and he has the right to say that shit. You remember when that nigga called Lawrence sometimey, nigga? Issa's the sometimey one, dog. Yo, you want to take it slow, then you love me the next day. That's kind of weird, nigga. You want to be friends, then you want to be together. That's kind of weird. Help me understand. You want me to spend the night? Then you tripping when I kiss you. You crying. It's kind of weird. All this shit is weird. And I'm just trying to figure out what the fuck is going on in my life, nigga. And you making it kind of difficult to want to be with you and know that. And you kind of, you ain't firm in your decision making, dog. Like, everything you doing with me feel like you don't know if you really want to do it, bro. I'm kind of with Nathan on that shit, so... I am to an extent. Yeah. But, like, I think also... He also ain't the most solidified nigga. Right. And that whole take it slow shit, I don't really think she wanted to take it slow, but I'm trying to um, show concern to your issues. Yeah. So I'm going to say that shit. And uh, this nigga, we're talking about he... Well, I guess we'll get to, like, I didn't love you all this time. Well, nigga, why ain't you acting? Nigga said I ain't never said that before. Yeah. To nobody? Yeah. Fuck is wrong with you? Hey. I know some motherfuckers, men and women, I know some motherfuckers who said they ain't never been in love with nobody before. You ain't never told nobody ain't that. Never. Yeah, that's true. Y'all, that's thir- true. y'all over 30. Yeah. Now, that's something wrong. Yeah. The nigga also said, um, or I'm sorry, Issa said she ain't know if she wanted to be with somebody who made her feel like she had to guess. Like, I don't know how you feel. Like, I got to figure it out. Especially with just, like, do you love me? Yeah, yeah. Like, like I don't want to have to guess if, like, you, like, you, like, like me back. <laughs> but Tiffany said something. Tiffany was like, yo, it's pretty clear how Nathan feels about you. And I was like. Is it? On one hand, eh. Well, Matt, not from what we've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Hey, man. The nigga Nathan is. He's an odd character, dog. Um, of, of all the niggas Issa has dated, like, it was pretty clear Daniel loved her, nigga. Daniel was in fucking love. That nigga Daniel showed up for everything she been needed. been in love in high school. Fam, and never let it go, bro. Um, Nathan, on the other hand, I wasn't so sure. Even when he said it, to be honest, I ain't believe it. But I'm also on the pod saying I ain't believe when Issa said it. I think she just said, I think she wants that nigga to love her and she wants to love him because she want to stop loving Lawrence. You think that's why she slipped it out? I mean, I don't think that's why it slipped. I think her saying that and then sort of writing on the whole I love you and you didn't say you love me. I think she really love that nigga, dog. Like, I think it slipped on some like, man, I love you, dog. Like some shit. That's how it came out. She was like, you so patient with me. That's why I love you. 
Yeah, I but ain't when take your girlfriend say that or the a person. Fam, we just you decided just... you was my girlfriend because your mom told me. But no. Like, all this shit was up in the air two blocks ago, nigga. And now we sitting here on the bench, and it's like, all right, well, shit, you my girl, and we in love. Fuck it. I just feel like Issa is, again, and I, I, I said it last week, so I won't expound too much, but she looking for something to convince her that Lawrence ain't still the dude that she loves. Like, I don't think she necessarily wants to be with Lawrence more than Nathan, I just think she wants to stop loving Lawrence. Like, I wish him well. I don't hate him, but I hate that I'm still in love with this nigga, dog. Through all this shit we've been through. Him being broke, him well, getting a girl pregnant, all this shit. I hate that he's still that nigga for me. I know they how they how this shit is probably leaning toward, but her regret with Lawrence, when she mentioned it, was Hey Hine ended how it or well, closure because she hate how it ended. It didn't really, she didn't really say because I really want to be back with him. Yeah. I wonder how, but she was like disclosure on how it yeah. ended because you don't never, well, some people. Let's talk uh, about that shit for a second though. Do you think in relationships that you need closure, that people need closure? It varies from person to person or from relationship to relationship. Because, like, I've been in relationships, and I ain't, I ain't been in a ton, but I've been in a couple that kind of ended so abruptly, so just kind of like, yo, what? Like, what the fuck just happened? And then you look up, and it's like, oh, shit, that's over. And everything you invested, everything you put into it, all the feelings, all the effort, it's just a rap, and you know it's a rap, and you didn't necessarily get closure from it. But, like... Well, see, I think closure is important, um, but sometimes it just doesn't come immediately. I think closure is important, but I think the closure is important for you to do on your own. It's not like nobody can give you closure. You know what I'm saying? Like, Well, sometimes there's questions that you don't have answers for that the other person has. And that's what I'm saying. You got to find it on your own. Cause yo, the other person might have them answers. They also might confuse you further if they give it to you. This is true. Yeah. But like, sometimes I may not be able to, I don't know the answer to the question. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I literally, you, you literally don't. So you can ask. And if they don't want to provide it for you at that particular time. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's why I think the, the whole closure shit, that shit shouldn't be like immediately after. Oh, now that I agree with, because you know everything's still gotta, up in air is fresh. Be yeah, a, a period of time. Nobody's really thought about yeah what they doing or what the decisions were and da, 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 at that point. And you also got to get a little bit of different a distance from the feelings. Facts, because if I still like care about you, I may not be able to tell you. And yo, another thing about closure though, but bro, the reason I say the, I'm sorry, but the reason I say it's important. Because we sit here and talk about mental health all the time. You're talking through something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you, yes, you can talk through that with a stranger or with this person. But, like, they don't know either. Yeah. Like, the best place to get the information is from the source. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean because you attempt to get it, then that's going to be it. And, like, yo, I just know for a fact I'm going to feel better after that. But, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's nothing wrong with the attempt or the, the want. Uh, but you can't make it. You can't make a motherfucker give you what you're looking for. Facts. And that's, that's. I think that's why I'm saying 
you got to just have it within yourself because at the end of the day, yo, a motherfucker might not have the answer that you're looking for. They might not have an answer at all, dog. Like, some people just over it, nigga. Some people, just some people is Nathan, and they don't know why they fucking mind made them act the way that they acted, nigga. And, like, he ain't know he was bipolar until he learned he was bipolar. Before then, the nigga just was like, yo, I'm going to dip and go back to Houston and not say shit. I wasn't thinking through it. I ain't know it. She ain't get closure from the fact that he came back and said, yo, I'm bipolar. Because now it's still like, oh, shit. Yeah, it might, I think it did help. It helped, but that, she also put that nigga in a friend zone because, hey, I don't trust you with shit. Even the way she responds now, it's always a concern of are you running or you not close. The shit ain't resolved for you internally, nigga. All I it think, did was give you a little. I think they first relationship was resolved, though. You went to the friend zone because I no longer wanted to be in a relationship with you because I couldn't trust you and all the other stuff. So I think their first shit was resolved. Uh, you know, he came back, apologized the whole nine yards, and I only that was before she got back with 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 um He came back and apologized, but she never considered dating him again. Right, because she that she she, she was, received her closure, right? Yeah. And then when she started fucking with uh Lawrence, Lawrence again, it was she was really, done done. He was really in Then it. her and Lawrence break up and again the, and I guess this is why I'm saying the fucking closure shit. It helped her sure. But now look at what she worried about. She concerned about, yo, is this nigga running again? Cuz the closure really didn't close off. You never was completely fucking resolved in, oh, he's just bipolar and that's why he does the shit. No, you scared that the nigga might leave you or disappear or whatever because he did it once. Yeah, the fear is in you. That's still two different things, though, right? The closure is I want to find out why this why this first, this relationship ended. Now that closure that she got from him the first time, it's like an exit interview. Are you do you go down as hireable or non rehireable? You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like it with the proper closure, you may be rehireable. Yeah. And in this particular case, she, he was. But she also didn't rehire the nigga until. I stopped considering you for the job. I hired an, another former employee, fired him, and then after another year decided, okay, let me see if you're still in the market. He did have really fucked up review, though. I mean. she did. He fired him, hey, but she hey, had a fucked up review. Like, hey, man. Did a, you did a lot of shit outside of work that that, that, that came back to work. Hey, hell, nigga, workers comp, man. I don't know. <laughs> um, during, the, during the girls' night, uh, Molly got a call from the homie Torian. So he hit her up. She said, oh, this is a work call. She stepped off. And then they noticed that she was making some giddy ass faces, nigga. Molly, that wasn't a normal work call. They was like, oh, so work calls got you biting your lip, nigga? So she told him, like, yo, this nigga been hitting me up since the retreat. He been checking on my mom. He been seeing how I'm doing. He hit me up every day talking about, you know, what's going on? What you up to? Hey. Late night calls. Shit, this was a late call. They were supposed to be at dinner by now. I thought something during the scene when they was hyping her up, dog. And one of the homies actually reiterated this on the uh, on the pod page, and I'm glad he said it. I think Tori ain't going to hold Molly, dog. Like, if she tried to get at him. Like, I don't know that this is what he trying to do, nigga. I, maybe I'm completely wrong, dog. The only reason I think he's trying to do that Cause the wind down from after the episode, Kelly was explaining like she was giving him direction of making like when you like somebody and you want to the conversation to go on. So like for them to write that in 
So him to be my, my, my mama got a my mama got a mug. Yeah, like that that was very specific. So I'm not like so if she do and she home like nigga you definitely gave some mixed signals. You know what I'm saying? Because they even they even wrote it in for you to give heavy signals. So hopefully it works out between them two. But if she yeah. get whole, I don't think that's her jumping to conclude conclusions or doing the quote unquote Molly thing. Yeah, it's very specific. Like, yeah, I I don't on know. top of calling you all shit, the other shit shit that's about work but not really about work later in the evening. How's your mom doing and everything? You went from not fucking with me at all. Do you, are you this active with all the people on the team? Yeah. Because I don't think you probably are. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. It was something in the tone of like, it was after she said, like she told him all the shit he'd been doing lately since the retreat. And when they were starting to hype her about texting him, like that's when I started feeling that. It was, I don't know. It was something in the, the, the facial expression. it, but not. Yeah. Because I'm over one of Because I feel like, relax. you know, he's also. Yeah, they're they're both you know at the same level at the firm now, but he it's not a good. I don't necessarily he know was that senior prior to her coming there, so you were you know in in the hierarchy you were a subordinate. It's always tough when you. <laughs> I must say it's always tough when you fraternizing at work and every one of my girlfriends I work with. <laughs> at some point. <laughs> uh, but that's always a thing. So yeah, I wanted to HR ask you too, especially in a in a law firm. HR involved, like. So I wanted to ask you, uh, in general, how you feel about dating somebody you work with, bro? Uh, it's worked out, and it's not worked out because I'm not with. <laughs> 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 but it wasn't because it wasn't because of work. <laughs> that was funny as fuck. Uh, I mean, I've only ever dated one girl that I worked with. It was when I first moved to Atlanta. Um. And she was, like, significantly older than me, too. So she was, like, she was ready to get married, have kid, like, do her family shit. And I was, like, bitch, I'm 22 and just got to Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> I'm finna live my life, nigga. So. I mean, I don't I don't mind. I guess yeah. it depends on the job, uh, where y'all at. Um, and, like, do we work? Like, so we work yeah, together, yeah. but, like, I, I didn't sit in the same I didn't see you the entire yeah. day and then go home with you the entire day. And to that point, like, her and Torian work hand-in-hand, hand, nigga. Like, y'all work on projects together, and y'all work at a law firm. Like, it gets a little sticky, dog, potentially. Yeah. I mean, well, we do got our own offices. Like, we not, like, in a yeah, cubicle yeah. or no shit like yeah. that. So, if but we're not working on something together, man. and then more than likely, if we, you know, announce that shit or with HR... You probably won't be on. I was about to say, have you ever had to fill out one of them sheets? I just quit. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, when I left Comcast, I was involved with a young lady, and yeah. we was it was quiet for a minute, and then I heard rumors that somebody hated. Uh, oh, and man. I was like, you know, before a scandal break out, like, I just leave. When I worked, um, for plus the, we was kind of living together and shit, so <laughs> <laughs> I think it was right. About so yeah, I'm like Yo, we gotta. When I worked for the Ninth District of Detroit, um, I was trying to date a, a girl who worked in my office, like for the same rep I worked for, and uh, they was like, "Yo, you gotta fill out this fucking like it's an NDA, it's a whole thing." It was like mad hoops to go through, <laughs> and I was like, 
All right, I'm gonna just move to Atlanta. <laughs> look, I moved to Atlanta and stopped kicking it with old girls. Like it was a, it was another guy that was there that was messing with one of the, cause I was in a higher position than her. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like he, he, it was very messy. Like she got it, who she won like a, a prize or some shit went out of town. Okay, and um, you could bring like a plus one. They was like, you can't bring him. And then he went down there anyway and got oh, to, shit. like it was just real messy and like. I was there for so long. I'm like, I don't want to be involved in no kind of fucking mess. Yeah. There was some other shit that was going on uh, in the company. Like we had uh, bought or merged with a company. I went to a different position, different office. Then the merger fell through and I had to go back. It was a lot of shit. I'm like, you know what? All this shit going on. I'm just going to go ahead and find another gig. You know what's... uh With the the Molly Torian shit... So when she first started working there, that nigga hated her. Nigga hated her. And then... So we thought. So we thought. He might have been attracted to her, and, you know, maybe maybe the disdain was, yo, she came in here and she, like, blowing shit up. Like, well, she think, making me... I think that the reason I say that we thought, because he was going through that shit with his brother. We ain't know about that yeah, at the time. So yeah, he, he may have been yeah. extra cranky. Because of his personal shit. He was dealing with shit. everything yeah, yeah. else. And now I got You're somebody right. new here, but I yeah. got all this personal shit. And somebody new who, under me, but she on my level, though. Yeah. Um, you know, she junior here, but experience-wise, smarts-wise, she just as fucking talented as I am. And she came in, she taking my case, she going over me and kind of doing it with no fucking hesitation. So she kind of not scared to move around in this My brother going through chemo. Yeah, and I'm I'm kind of stressed out. So yeah, we thought he hated her, but maybe the whole time the nigga was just dealing with his personals. And he might have thought from afar, yo, Molly kind of fly, nigga. I don't know, dog. Um, But that said, they hyped her up and had her text him. So while she was fucking, they was all trying to craft like, yo, say this, say this, say this. Then she typed something up and turned the phone to the group like, what y'all think about this? But as soon as she turned the phone, a phone call came through. My nigga Dro. They was like, um, why is Dro calling you? I'm, I'm cleaning, cleaning this, this bitch. bitch. Now I'm finna show the lean in this, this bitch. Nigga bounce. <laughs> Call him 15. Yo. Big ass teeth in this bitch. Kelly said, why is Dro calling you? Instantly in the crib by myself. I was like. You want some pussy? <laughs> What's crazy is this game, though. Man. When she kept saying, the game is starting. The game. So I, I kind of loved that angle of this episode, right? Because Kelly said right in the beginning when Issa was like, yo, let's play questions in a hat. <laughs> she said, have you ever broke a friend's base? That came back up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Molly was like, just tell the truth, Issa. <laughs> Issa like, that's not what the game is for, dog. But when Kelly kept mentioning, like, yo, the game, nigga, by the time Dro called, she was like, exes are upon us. And then when she said that, and Molly never picked up a Dro call, by the yeah. way. She just said, maybe he calling to find out about my mom. I don't know, nigga. And somebody on the Facebook group said something interesting. They was like, yo, if we been through what we been through, call my brothers. You ain't got to call me. You know my whole family. Call my brothers. I'm still calling If it's about my mom. No, because we been through stuff together. I was your best friend. I st- it, whether we gonna continue our side shit thing, I still want to make sure that you're okay. But that's me and you thinking as niggas, because <laughs> we know the drill, nigga. Um, for 
Molly, or I'm sorry, for for Dro, I'm sure he thinking like me and you thinking. Well, yeah, I'm going to call you. That As much as I grew up with your whole family and I know your brothers, me and you was the ones that had the closest and most intimate relationship. I'm calling you. But as niggas, I also want to see what's been up. You know what I'm saying? You, you been be, all right? Hey, how you doing, man? Because it go from... How's your mom, y'all? I want to see if you need anything. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'll stop by and see if you drop something. No, you need me to bring some food or something? No. Because I'm dropping. <laughs> <laughs> drop it off. What's funny is Dro will also be like, yeah, me and Candace going to come through. And like that nigga was throwing his wife in everything. <laughs> did she really know? I feel like she did. Like, I feel like they said something about it. Like he did, but yeah. she never said anything. About yeah, it. she never said anything direct. But I feel like they like, and he always. Yeah, it was just always so because cool. it was no, no. It was one episode where she called like early in the morning and drove it spent the night. And when he picked up the phone, he was like, "Oh shit, nothing." Still at Molly's. So I, that was the one where I was like, "Okay, she got to know." Yeah, but nigga. that, but that we know we friend friends. And but it's like that. seven a.m. You ain't spending with a wife. You ain't spending night at Molly's, nigga. I get it. Yeah, so that was, but other than that one moment, we never got anything like conclusive that said Candace really a, knew. Anyway, yeah. All right, hold on, hold on. Oh, we got a voice note actually. Oh shit, about insecure. Uh, Let's drop. It just came through from a uh, um, anchor. Oh uh, shit! All right. So I ain't, I ain't heard it yet, but we about to listen to this shit uh, live. All right, get past this shit. All right. I wouldn't even want to pipe your bitches. I'm getting type suspicious because your bitches looking like your niggas. I'm Is that my dog? Shine while I'm here. You got a better chance stealing the shine from Times Square. What up, fellas? This your nigga Will from Dayton. My boy. Leaving y'all a quick message. Trying to make it shorter than last time. I know I went a long time last time. But yeah, Power. I like Power, man. I like the way they got that nigga Tyreek. Moving around chess pieces, kind of like his daddy was doing. Like this nigga got to handle a problem every other conversation. It's like I need thirty thousand. That nigga just like I get it, I do it. That nigga Kane, I know he hard and all. I think that nigga Reek will kill that dude though. Reek, he ain't playing around on that murder shit. <laughs> Kane be coming hard. He gonna turn the white boy. We already know that's coming. Um, Monet just needs some dick, man. She. Mean as fuck, fucking her nephew's life up. I don't know what the fuck going on with her, man. But I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, shit, let me leave a part two. <laughs> yeah, man, Monet, she gonna fuck up her nephew's life. She already doing that shit. She told this motherfucker everything to do. He done listen to her. Now he in the goddamn jail. Uh, well, real quick. Oh, uh, Insecure, man. Insecure. <sighs> Her and Lawrence just need to get the fuck back together, man. And let's end it. We going through the motions now, man. I love the show. It was a great show. Had a great run. But, you know, we getting the tennis match now. What the fuck? We giving it the end of the vibes show. He calling. Oh, come on. I mean, we get it. Like, get the fuck together. We going to love it. Happy ending like y'all was saying they should do. Cool. Uh, that's it, fellas. That's all I want. Hey, right, let me ask y'all this, too, man. Who one of the best... Interim bosses on my fucking the office. You remember the office had the interim run. You know, Stringer Bell was in there, Spader, Will Ferrell, the chick, uh, my fucking chick from Misery. Tell me who y'all think was the funniest one. All right, fellas, catch y'all on the next one. 
Yo, that's a great fucking that was question. Fina- Yo, Will, man. Uh, you you really becoming like one of my new favorite people, dog. Like, great fucking question. And I'm glad you brought it back to Insecure. And I love this question about the office, dog. Who you I think, bro? I think it was the the printer paper girl. Kathy Bates? Kathy Bates. I'm with you. With the that dogs. Was, yep. That was um, my response to Will Ferrell, that shit was weird. So you know what's funny, dog? Will Ferrell, one of my favorite fucking like white people of all time. I, I personally, me and I love Will Ferrell. I hated him on the office, dog. It was weird, man. I hated it. Yo, uh Blacklist, James Spader. Yes. I hated him on the office, dog. I lo- these is niggas I love, bro, in every other thing. And then on the office, I just felt like I don't even know if I could put it on them. The character that they had to play. Yeah, for sure. It just didn't work, dog. Will Ferrell is somebody you would think would fit perfectly on the office. And they gave him the weirdest fucking but you character. Would have to, if, if, for Will Ferrell to fit on the office, he has to turn that shit down. So, because it's really funny, but no one's that. On the office, nobody's that over the top. Yeah. Everybody's funny is dry. Yeah. And he wasn't dry. It was, it was uh, wet-ass humor, nigga. <laughs> To your point, though, about turning that down, so the episodes of Will Ferrell in the office that I liked were the ones he was on where Michael Scott was still there. Mm -hmm. It was after Michael Scott left, and he took over and became the fucking focal point of the shit that I was like, nah. He just wasn't bad. Yo, so Idris was great because of him and Jim. That was hilarious. The the episode where... uh, they was trying to figure out if they needed to buy out Michael's company, and they had him, Jim, uh, David, and Dwight all up in there. And Idris thought Dwight was that nigga, and then he learned, oh, Dwight's a fucking <laughs> idiot, nigga. That shit was phenomenal, yeah. dog. But Idris's presence on the office, I feel like the characters around him and their response to him was funnier than him. Yeah. Um, but he wasn't bad, to your point. Um. But no, Kathy Bates won it for me, dog. Yeah. I, I thought she was great. What was the name of that paper company? Or maybe uh, the, the printer uh, company? Um, Duluth or something? No, shit? no, 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 no. Uh, damn, because they had the song about the shit and they was pronouncing it wrong. Saber. Oh, yeah, yeah. Saber. Yeah. And they was calling oh, it Sabra. Duluth. <laughs> Duluth, a whole real company. <laughs> Down 696. <laughs> Duluth Trading Company. <laughs> uh, are they are they signed blue or some shit? I don't know. Why the fuck I said Duluth? <laughs> oh, shit. But no, nah, great fucking question, Will. Um, to your point about <laughs> bars. I mean, yo, Will coming in with his intros is great because now I'm about to start playing uh, what verse is Will finna start the, the message with, <laughs> nigga. Um, last week he hit us with the Lux, nigga. First, man. Hey, man. Uh, Will, you you mentioned on Insecure. They need to go on and just let's get back together, nigga. Let's run his course. So I always said I never necessarily needed Issa and Lawrence back together. But boy, this episode made it feel like it's going that way. And Nate, I feel like you about to get your feelings hurt, nigga. Tell you why. <laughs> Nate called up like he's about, he's about to break up with her. Hey, listen up. <laughs> <laughs> Did that nigga say so? Uh, check this out. You got a second? Yo, you, you sitting down? Shout out to being, <laughs> Nate for being a real nigga and having a crate nightstand. Uh, nigga had his lamp on the nightstand. Nightstand flipped to the side. Nigga, Nate a real nigga. I've been there before. Um, That's chic now. That shit probably cost you $200. Yo, so I made a joke earlier. I'm going to say it on the pod because it was funny. I thought it was funny. I laugh at myself a lot. So somebody had wrote, 
when we was talking about Nate's little crate on the nightstand or as the nightstand, somebody was like, Nate started the crate challenge. <laughs> so then I was like, he probably was trying to off himself. <laughs> <laughs> and he couldn't go through with it because he's, <laughs> he's sometime. <laughs> Holy shit, man. Don't get us canceled off the air, dog, please. Um, I was about to be. Logic, we love you. (laughs) Oh shit, Joe Budden. Um, but that said, uh, when when Kelly was saying that the game, (laughs) Mama kept. When Kelly was saying that the game had X's in the air, um, (laughs) knock at the door. It didn't. Yeah, fucking uh, the neighbor. Yo, so that scene. With the neighbor. Is it me or did that shit feel off? Like, it felt like they had a joke but forgot it. It felt like I don't remember why they was beefing, but I felt like I would know that they were beefing. No, no, no. So, on on last season when they introduced her, she ended up being cool with Kelly. And she was at Thanksgiving with Kelly and her family. Like, her and her son, the little nigga that said, y'all eating tacos and kissing them all. Yeah. They went to Thanksgiving with Kelly. One of the funniest things that ever happened on Insecure, nigga, by the way. Kissing in the mouth. Y'all eating tacos and kissing in the mouth. But um, <laughs> she went to uh to Kelly's Thanksgiving on the episode where Issa and her brother was together and shit, and she was looking on the gram, and old girl was with Kelly and her family. So, like, we learned that they was cool. And then... Apparently it's beef, but we never saw that. So this scene was just awkward with them grimming each other. It was like, uh, when did this happen? It felt like, yo, we just wanted to throw one of our other characters in there real quick, but we didn't really have no fucking purpose right. to do this shit. Um, but when Kelly mentioned the exes, nigga, Issa picked up her phone and started calling. Molly was like, who you calling? She said, Lawrence. Noted they were both drunk and high. Though. It was drunk and high. This was not drunk, high, emotional. So look, this is where Molly, yo, this this one of Molly's best scenes in the whole fucking series, dog. She grabbed a phone, hung it up before Lawrence could even pick it up. Um, Lawrence was preoccupied. We'll talk about him in a minute. Um, but he never answered. And then when Molly hung the phone up, she said, "I, right, Ethan, man, you know I love you, right?" He's like, "Yeah." She says, "So you remember that sometimey shit or that inconsistent shit you told us?" Nate said, "You doing it right now, nigga." You pressed about Lawrence all of a sudden because Kelly mentioned the game has X's in the air, nigga. Fam, you just was in love with Nate 20 minutes ago, nigga. It was about Nate. Now you back on Lawrence. Like, what is you doing, dog? So then she kept it a buck and said, yo, if you still feel like calling him tomorrow when you sober, I'm okay with that. Right now, under the influence of mad shit, put that phone down. Put that phone down, son. Good, uh, good. That's a really good advice. So, watching this scene, looking at comments on Facebook, watching this whole series, uh-huh. this season specifically, and just talking to people, um, I want us to remember something. Now, it's very easy for us to point out all the flaws of Issa Facts. and all these different people in relationships or whatnot. But we be Ray Charles to our own bullshit. Mm. Because we are in real life living a lot of these circumstances, and you can't see it, but you can thoroughly explain why this person shouldn't make this particular move. Yeah. But we doing that shit too. Yeah. Like, you know how it is when you be in love with somebody. 
and that shit don't work out for whatever reason and you try to move on and then some shit come back and it's like, well, damn. Yeah. I do love this person. I do this. Like, that shit happens sometimes. It does. And you know it happens in real life because I literally know some of you. Yeah. And I know situations that's been in that you guys have been in that that could appear messy, but in real life, that's the person that you're in love with and that you should be. Yeah. Like when Kelly said, yo, just because you made the dumb decision don't mean it wasn't the right decision. Yeah. Um. So, like, I get it. Yo, Issa's dumb because she do this, this, and this. Nigga, that's what happens when you in love. Here's the thing, dog. Or you think that you're in love. Issa's inconsistency is noted. We all seen it. We, we've seen her go through the motions from season one to right now. You know that shit. Um, but I feel the same way niggas been talking about Issa. I also feel that same way about what niggas been saying about the show. Niggas, like, come on. Again, a, a friend of the show, a friend of you and, uh, and myself, I'm not going to say her personal, but she, uh, she hit me earlier and was like, that show Harlem was better than Insecure. I'm like, yo, y'all niggas is in a microwave right now. Insecure got five seasons. Four of them, you literally can't. It's been phenomenal, nigga. This fifth one... Your opinion is your opinion, but we also not even done. Don't talk to me about how this show ended when it's not ended. It ain't over, dog. And um, as you know, again, you could feel however you feel about these first six, seven episodes, dog. But uh, it's not over. And you're not about to take this one season being so seven, maybe not the. So let's just say episode seven, eight, nine, and ten are fire. Man. That's four fire episodes. And we said we like two then of the other ones. And the one was fire. Nigga, that's how Insecure usually goes. Come on, bro. And then you can sit back and watch in totality like, oh. So here's the other thing about the Harlem show, because when she said that, I, I got to thinking, and I'm like, well, they released that whole show or that whole season for you to binge one through ten. So if you had to see that weekly, you might have felt different, nigga. But with Insecure, getting it in this weekly manner, you feel a way about one specific episode. You don't have a whole season in totality right now. You can't give your opinion about the whole shit and tell me that another show that wasn't that fucking good is better than this. That's just my opinion though. But who the fuck am I? Um, all that said, what uh, with with you just brought up the part where they was talking about Lawrence and and Issa said straight up, you know, I. I Feel like I made the right decision with Lawrence, but y'all know how hard that was for me. It was it was tough. Like I I just I hate how it ended. I didn't get the closure. Y'all know how difficult it was. And then I also feel like Issa was forced to make that decision, and she didn't want to. With with with, with Lawrence, okay. But it's like yo, I want to be with you, but damn, you got a baby. Damn, you got a baby mama, and damn, you moving to San Francisco. With those three things, yeah. like, fuck. So I think to to the way you just said that, she was forced to make a decision, but she didn't know how. Like, she didn't know, because here was the thing. For, for that decision, them three elements, you got a baby, you got a baby mama, who I was just friends with, who disappeared on me when y'all broke up. Like, she stopped helping me with the biggest thing in my life yep. because y'all broke up. That didn't have shit to do with me at the time. And then me and you started dating again. Now she double hates me, nigga, for, for whatever reason. And then you're moving to San Fran. So we got mad elements. Nigga, it seemed easier to just break up. Like, that seems like the, the quickest path out of this is to break up. Because figuring out how to be with you and be with Condola 
or you be with Condola and raise your baby and you come in to town and raise the baby but spend time with me, all that sound hard as fuck. And then I'm just on stage figuring out my life and yeah. that, you know that episode when it was all that shit. Yeah. And clearly Issa makes decisions off emotion. Facts. That's the whole awkward that's that's the whole, that's what Issa has always done. Yeah. So rather than trying to go through the hoops of figuring out what this is and how to do it, I'm just end it. But it's difficult for me to end it because I really do want to be with you. Because you didn't do anything wrong to me. No, no, no. Not at all. You had a child with your ex-girlfriend while we were not together, and it was unexpected. You ain't intend to have a kid. Think about, like, the, all the reasons that I'm probably go, I'm going to end this aren't bad things. Nope. You got the, your dream job, and it's taking you to another location. That's Man. not a bad thing for you. You're a father with a, a, I mean, for all accounts, a great woman. Shit, I was friends with her, nigga, before she flaked on me. So nothing you've done is wrong. It just ain't for me and where I'm at right now because I'm still trying to figure out my life and, and yours sound pretty set. She also mentioned that she saw them inside of the... Um, she finally admitted it um, in the hospital. Hospital. Yeah. And like, you know, I guess they would be back together and everything. Now, here she is being presumptive because she, she has no idea. Yeah, and they were like... Eh. So then they told her, like, yo, they was at the baby shower. So we got to mention again that Issa and Molly just wasn't at the baby shower, nigga. That's weird to me. I don't know why that's annoying. Well, I don't know if they wasn't there. Or if they came late. They were just probably there later than, because, like, I don't it's need open. to be there at the start of the baby. Yeah, yeah, So It wasn't even the baby shower. It was the baby's first birthday yeah, party. Yeah, first birthday party. That's what it was. So Simone. I can come later in the day. And, yo, here's the thing, man. If if it's me, nigga, I'd, I'd rather not be at your baby's first birthday party. Like, don't invite me till they fun. Invite me at the 13th birthday party, <laughs> nigga. But, like, if I was just at the baby shower, I don't need to be here for the one year. Like, I'm cool. But Probably, anyway. I don't mind. Yeah. I mean, them your friends, you're going to be around them kids forever. Yeah, no, nah, that's uh, more reasons why I don't need to be at the birthday party. <laughs> I'm not, I don't have children. So when I come to the birthday party, like the less adult theme this is, See, the more fun. I'm ready to go. It'd be fun when you ain't got the kids at the birthday party. So you can play with the kids. Something happened. You walk yeah. away. <laughs> or you can dip. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm the, I'll pull up to your one year old party. I got 30 minutes and a slice of pizza and I'm out. I will leave. Yeah. Okay, I mean, Jay gonna dip regardless, adult or baby. And I'm yeah. not telling you I'm leaving. <laughs> no, nah, he's just not here, nigga. That's what my cousin just did, nigga. <laughs> Looked up, that motherfucker. I see she took that damn Jameson, though. But anyway, um, so they told her, yo, at the birthday. Yeah, now that bag empty. I watched her. I watched her. I thought she might have put it in there. So they told Issa, yo, Lawrence and Condola was at the fucking birthday party, and... Yo, yo, y'all had, I hope y'all heard that loud and clear on the audio. This nigga Jay just, <laughs> yo, this, <laughs> this nigga just tripped over every microphone cord in this bitch and cut the light off trying to save the fall. <laughs> Man, I thought. I thought the the pie and everything was. I'm like, dog. No, I definitely thought you snatched all the cords out, nigga. That's why I ain't say nothing. So I'm like, yeah, this ain't getting recorded, dog. Shit is over. Um, this nigga, they told, or I'm sorry, they told Issa, Lawrence and Condola was at Tiffany's daughter's birthday party, and it didn't look good. They was kind of arguing. It was kind of tense. Like, I don't know if they together or not, but if they are, this shit don't look like it's going well. Meanwhile, on the other side of town, hey yo, I wish like they would have did one of them little Issa 
skits. Oh, in her like head. in the mirror and, and shit. Like, yeah, Hell yeah, fuck that bitch. Yeah, that would have been a good time for each to rap. I wouldn't have minded if she bust some uh, mirror raps out, dog. But the funny part about them saying like, "Yeah, shit ain't going well," and we don't know how long it's been since we last saw Lawrence and Condola. Like timeline wise, this whole season's been kind of fucking rough. But um, whenever we last saw Lawrence and Condola, fast forward to now, they're in a better space. However long it's been, they seem like they're in a much fucking better space. Um, we see Lawrence bring uh, Elijah over there. He had him overnight. He bring him back to Condola's to drop him off. And when he dropped him off, he handed Condola some packages she had on her, or he brought him in some packages that was on her porch. And he was like, yeah, it's like one or two more of these out there. She was like, oh, that's this shelf I bought. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And nigga Lawrence was like, so you want me to put them together for you? She said, I had a friend. Now, she start, Now I thought Lawrence was going to address that right there. I she was said, hoping that, like, oh, no, my friend is my supposed baby? to come over later this week and put them she together. Said, a a, a friend. friend. Now, I have a friend coming <laughs> over later this week to put these together. If I'm Lawrence, I'm a little curious who this friend is, nigga. So who the fuck coming over around my son, nigga? Huh? Huh? Huh, Condola? Huh? Bitch, you fucking him. <laughs> Type of games are being played. How's it going down? Um, I got the Holly's name. But the nigga Lawrence didn't, uh, he didn't flinch. That nigga stayed with the consistency. That nigga said, oh, yeah, well, no, nah, you can tell your friend fuck out of here because I'm here, you know. I can I can put them together right now if you need them together. And Condola was like, well, I mean, if you insist, but, again, I got a friend coming over. Who would do it? You don't have to do it, nigga. But Lawrence was very persistent about helping out. How'd you feel about this whole Lawrence and Condola scene? Like this moment, bro. Um I was the uh, I didn't know what was happening. Yeah. I'm thinking it was going one way, but it was just a uh, well, let me rephrase. Matter of fact, before I rephrase, I want to I want to read this tweet. Okay. <sighs> Fuck Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's the funniest shit I ever fucking heard in my life, dog. Fuck Lawrence for no other reason than fuck him. All capital letters. And I replied, toxic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, for real. Fuck him. I used to be on his side, but I don't like him no more. I'm like, he ain't do shit, but be a good father. And Issa dumped him twice. <laughs> he deserved it both times. Um, after watching this episode, I didn't get a, a fuck Lawrence moment in this episode or this season. Yeah. Because all he did it was literally be a good father. And I, to answer the question about this scene, I was happy that she told him, hey, you're a really good dad. Yo. Because that shit mean everything to him because the reason that they had the conflict is because he felt as if she felt he wasn't a good dad. He wasn't a good dad. And that's something that's very important to me. And he apologized for what he for put when her he through. Was, yeah, when she was pregnant. When she was yeah. pregnant. And, like, I, I, I like that. 
I thought it was good. Whether they together or not together, I think that reconciliation between two people who are going to pro, pro, I said procreate, uh, co-parent. Yeah. That's important. You have to apologize. So a lot of people on the internet, um, Facebook, Twitter specifically, they was talking about, um, they thought they was going to get together. They thought they was going to do it. They thought Lawrence was going to kiss her. They thought, like, mad shit was going to happen. Yeah, because, I mean, it's TV. I'm very, very happy that in this episode, I don't know what's going to happen in 8, 9, and 10, but I'm happy that in this episode, they didn't romanticize this moment between the two of them. And the reason why is because the, the fact of the matter is, a lot of people are in co-parenting situations where you're not together, but you're raising a child. I need to see more on TV of people who aren't having sex. They aren't being intimate. We are raising this child. It's not a thing here anymore. That moment is over. Whether one of us or both of us want it or not, nigga, it's over. We're not doing it. It ain't always, quote, best for the child, for us to fucking be together, dog. And and now, granted, I did think that this scene or the scenes between Lawrence and Condola were, they was cute. It was cute. I enjoyed seeing they little back and forth. And they was both, they tread lightly, both of them. They were both vulnerable. They were both very fucking vulnerable, dog. Um, I, I think, you know, even when Lawrence was telling her, like, yo, when your sister followed me on social media, that's when I knew, like, okay, like, I'm, I'm in. And she was like, oh, no, that was a fuck-up follow. Like, we just checking to see if you fuck up. They seemed. Oh, I thought that was, um like, she asked, she was locking, locking oh, like your page and click follow, and now I can't unfollow you. Oh, see, like, I she thought it was like, and, I'm checking to see if you fuck up That's online. why he was like, oh, really? No, <laughs> I'll take it whatever I can get. But, like, just those type of moments, like, he said his little dad joke, Condola ain't laugh, but then she, like, made the joke to the baby. It was just like, yo, not a, man. Not a choo-choo shit. Oh, well, Lawrence won right there. Oh, that if, was a... If he was going to kiss her, that was his moment. That was a daylight bar, because the choo-choo I mean, is sort of in the name. I mean, no, he went right there. And in my brain, I've never like, thought of that in a million years, chew, bro. You're literally chew. telling the baby to chew the food. Mm. I've never thought about that in a million years, dog. Bars. Don't daylight me in the middle of a fucking uh, feeding the baby some mashed peaches, nigga. Whatever the fuck the baby's eating, dog. Um... I'm glad that they didn't make this a moment about the two of them. They really made this a moment about their child. And, and while, yes, I agree with you, he needed to apologize. And she apologized to an extent. Like It was like a women's apology. Like, I'm sorry you felt that way type of shit. Like, it was one of them. What's good? I'm sorry, folks. Man claiming to have invented Bitcoin wins dispute gets to keep 50 billion in crypto. Jesus Christ. 50 billion, nigga. Type of shit that comes to my phone. <laughs> my god. Um but I was I was glad that they just showed a normal co-parent cuz like on most shows where we get co-parents dog by the end, they end up together. They end up fucking. They they do this long round robin. The TV thing. They both trying to date. They be with different people. We each fucking taking care of the, the kid while you out doing your thing, living your life. And then by the end, we always get together. In this case, I don't need that. I, I'm actually, I, I can appreciate seeing, yo, man, we had some issues while you was pregnant. We had some issues right after the baby was born. It's been a bumpy road. But right now, 
seem like we getting along. Because at the end of the day, bro, that's it. Now, Condola did twist the knife a little bit and say, yo, I really do want to see you happy. She gave that nigga that, like, somebody on the Facebook. How did they say it? They said she put that nigga in the co-parent zone. Mm. <laughs> I was like, damn, nigga. I want to see you happy even, even if, if it's, it's not, not with me, me nigga. Like, I, I don't want to be with you. Let's be clear. It's my daddy house. Watch it. <laughs> I'm running things here since I was 15. Like, I don't want to see you fucking with me. And that nigga Lawrence tried to come back like, uh, uh yeah, I want to see you happy too. No, you don't. No, you don't. It was so wild was. Let's say they did kiss. Yeah. And then they stopped. Right? Like, oh, we shouldn't do that. Yeah. Now it's fucking weird. And then Issa calls. Oh, my God. Because on the TV shit. We didn't how... see the moment when Issa called him. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, that's always the thing. Like, yo, so we we kissed or whatever. And we trying, we made it look like we about to start something up. Yeah. And then you get a call from Issa. So now you're going to be a jerk again. Yeah. you going to go to Issa and leave her. And she's going to be the baby mama. And it's going to be bitter. So instead of having all that shit going. Yeah. Just co-parent. Yeah. And you know what, dog? Love your motherfucking kids. And don't worry about shit else, man. Like, if, if the shit with the fucking parent or the other parent was supposed to be a thing, it'll happen, dog. But, like, the focus should be on the child. And I think that's the moment that we're seeing between the two of them. Like, we not just getting the drama. Like, we actually seeing them like, yo, nigga, we're, we're figuring out. I'm showing you as the dad the way that I feed our child, nigga. And, and you know what? This works for me. I'm watching you struggle to do it with this airplane shit. Let me show you what works for me, dog. And now, hey, maybe you could use that. You seeing I'm not just bullshitting with my son and I'm seeing you try as a mother. Like, we both seeing something in one another that we probably don't fucking always appreciate or show that we appreciate. So, and that's it. Leave it there. We ain't got to fuck at the end of this. We don't got to kiss at the end of this, dog. Um, Did want to ask, though. Think Lawrence ends up with Condola or Issa by the end of the season. Either one, like it ain't, I don't even need you to pick one. I honestly don't know where they're gonna yeah. go with it. I have no clue, dog. Because I'm not gonna be mad if Issa and Lawrence get together. I'm not gonna be mad at anything any character does. And I wouldn't be mad if Lawrence and Condola try to make it work. Here's the thing, and I know I was in the minority last season, um, season four. I like Lawrence and Condola, like. I enjoyed them, dog. I, I liked it for Lawrence. She she pushed him and like made him want to do better in life and shit. So it just it seemed very advantageous for him to be with her. And I, I thought that that was a good look for him. So if he ends up with her, yo, I'm not fucking mad, dog. If he don't, I'm not fucking mad. Um him and Issa. I wouldn't hate them back together, but I would feel like, yo, typical. Somebody wrote, I, I think this might have been last week, and now that I'm saying it out loud, yeah, I think that was last week. Somebody said, yo, what if all this shit was a dream or, like, one of Issa's, like, little, like, daydream sequences, and then when the show ends, we back at fucking episode one, season one, nigga. And, and uh, Lauren's in there with the, um, or, or what happened? So, like, uh, she walk up, she, Lauren's in there in his, in his fucked up attire and yeah, shit. Yeah, And um, she respond to Daniel like, no, I can't make it out. Yeah. Like, what if we, this whole shit been the metaverse, nigga? 
Like, come on, dog. I wouldn't be mad at that. That actually would be a fire ending. I don't think they're going to go that way, but, but it you, would be fire. You know why that would be a fire ending? Why? Because she's seen the future, and she's going she gonna to ride it out. Because yeah. I know better days are coming. Yeah. And I know this is just a temporary shit. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be mad at that at all, to be honest. Rewrite! Hey, man, I'm just saying. <laughs> put me and Jay in the writer's room, nigga. You got to hit every time, bro. Um, We talked about Nate calling Issa... He apologized. He told her he not moving. Um, he said, I want to see you happy even if it's with me. Um, said he's not going nowhere. He tired of being sometimey. Said he loved her too. I didn't believe him. I wasn't convinced that he loved her. I don't think they love each other. Though. I think they love each other as friends. So the thing I thought was like, damn. He said, I love you too. Like you knew this whole time I was trying to. Trying to get you to say that? Yeah. Like, shit. And then she, I I appreciated her apology for trying to press that out of him, dog. And she she said that, like, yo, I shouldn't have put pressure on you to say it. Like, my bad. I ain't know you never said this shit before. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Their conversation happened right before the big reveal, Lawrence calling her back the next day, dog. And then Issa grabbed that phone and she looked and saw who was calling and made that face like, oh, shit. I called Lawrence last night and now he's returning my fucking call. And I just told Nate, we're going to figure it out and work it out. I think Nate about to get his feelings hurt, dog. Between episodes 8 through 10, Issa and Nate ain't going to make it, bro. I, I think it's a wrap. I think once she talked to Lawrence, she gonna, she was already in her head this episode and ready to go. She told the the crew, I'ma just start over. Who said she didn't say I'm going to start over. She said I can. No, no, no. She said I'm gonna start over. I've done it before. That was her exact words. She said it. Seen it. Oh shit. Matter of fact, hold up. Well, I mean that's what she would have to do if the nigga don't love her and he and she moved he moved back to Houston. I mean also facts. <laughs> like so I mean and at that particular point they stopped because they didn't want to get into a deeper argument. I don't know how far this is away from there that time, but... Um, Hold on, let me see. I got this shit. I do feel a little guilty about how things ended. I mean... I loved Lawrence. And y'all know how hard it was for me to let him go. And then... When the baby was born, I didn't even reach out. You made the smart choice. Oh, this was before this. Yeah, yeah. But why was it the smart choice? Because she's not trying to be somebody's stepmom. <laughs> Whatever, like. Okay, I get that. But sometimes it's not about making the smart choice. It just has to make sense to you. And it doesn't have to be the smart choice to be the right choice. No, well, your choice was smart and right, so. <laughs> why they say that like being a stepmom is horrible? But you want a stepfather. Come on, now. Cause, cause women have the children, right? Yeah. And if you don't stay with the child's father, you gonna have a stepfather, yeah. or you gonna be single forever. But like, I didn't like how Molly said that. Like, she don't want to be a stepmom. Like, yeah, it's mad stepmoms out here, and they live in great lives. Like, it's okay. Dog. Now, granted, if that's not for you, that's fine. But I, I ain't like the tone. Um, but something she did say was. Yo, when they had the baby, I ain't even reach out. You're not obligated. No obligation. Yo, y'all relationship at that point. It didn't end on bad terms. 
No, it, it didn't, but it was over. You're not obligated to reach out and say congratulations. No, you're not obligated. Um, hell, hold on. Let me find my favorite. This is literally my favorite clip on the internet, like, probably ever. Um, and I have to just, I got to play it one time, dog, because this is probably how Issa fucking uh, called that nigga Nate. <laughs> hold on. Or, I'm sorry, would have called that nigga Lawrence up. Fucking Tyrese. Congratulations. Hold on. Where this shit at? Congratulations. Oh, 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 oh my God. Congratulations. Oh, yeah, look, is oh sick. my God. Oh, Tyrese. I Tyre- thought you said Tyreek. No, like- no, 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 not Tyreek. Tyrese. Uh, with the fucking congratulations, dog. Uh, no, I, 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 I think she could have hit the nigga to say something, but she wasn't obligated. But when she said... Yo, y'all know how much I loved them. I did all this shit. And then when they had the baby, I ain't even reach out. Issa, like, lives with regret about a lot of shit she do. But I feel like that's a form of her staying tied to these situations, dog. It's like the shit with Lawrence at this stage, you literally can let it go, bro. Like, you don't have to be on it no more. But you can be, like, you don't have to. Yeah. Not at all. But, like, if me and you were together and we not together no more, I don't mind talking to you. Yeah, no, not at all. But, you know, if something happens good in your life, I don't mind saying, hey, congratulations or whatever. But you didn't. And when you didn't, you don't need to feel bad about it. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like her, like, the regret that she showed in this scene is her staying tied to this shit. Well, I mean, the, the you feeling bad about it is because you're judging it to how you act with others. So, normally, if a friend of mine yeah. um, has a baby... I would say, hey, congratulations. Congratulations, blah, blah, blah. Tyrese Woods. So the reason I feel bad because I do think he's my friend, but the only reason I didn't reach out is because I'm kind of jealous of the situation he's yeah. in. So I, I regret that because I don't think I was acting as a good friend. Yeah. Even if we're not going to be together, how do I look like not reaching out to you only because I really want to be with you, but I can't? Yeah. Like that that would make me feel like, damn, I so was kind of. The thing I thought about too, um, two episodes ago when she first saw them in the hospital, um, the way that it was positioned in that ep- that initial episode was she saw him, they made eye contact, and nothing was ever said. I think that's really what happened, but obviously with the one last week, we saw the dream sequence of her saying, wait, and then going up to talk to them. But I think she ain't ever say nothing. I don't know that they even seen each other. You don't think they locked eyes? I don't, I don't think Condola saw I think Lauren seen her. I think they locked eyes. I don't I, think Condola knew. I think she... Saw Lawrence, yeah, and then when she walked away, Lawrence looked up and saw her walking away, walking off, and mm. she she wasn't probably looking at him, yeah, but he probably looked and like, oh shit, she probably gonna think, yeah, but I I I gotta watch that again actually. I think they locked eyes, but you could be right. It could have been like a, I saw you. And then as I tried to sneak away before you see me, you see me sneaking away. Because at the beginning of the the next episode was the fake scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The real scene. The way. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the real scene we never saw, like, in full. The episode ended. So we don't know how that went. But um, all that said. Well, low-key, in the fake scene, she didn't speak. She was like, she saw him, and then she scurried away. No, no, no. In the fake scene, that's the one she I'm said, sorry. wait. Yeah, in the yeah, real, in the real scene, scene yeah. when it ended, she 
Yeah. She just scurried away. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, yo, I don't think, like, when she saw them, and then that's where she assumed they was together and all that just saved at the baby's appointment. And I'm like, yeah, that don't necessarily mean How old is this fucking baby? Shit, can only be a couple months, few months. Baby's got a full head of hair, and he looked big as fuck. That was an adorable fucking baby. That was it that is. was a great baby. I, but I enjoyed this baby, that baby is older than the baby we saw. That baby's seven years old, bro. <laughs> that's a seven-year-old baby. Now, like, like, I get it. There was a time jump. Yeah, yeah. When she was, but. That's what I'm saying. We don't know where we at. From when we saw Lawrence and Condola beefing, and then him calling her and saying, like, I'm sorry, let's figure this out. We don't know how much time has been since then. Yeah, since for them, then, yeah. So because, it's like confusing. They didn't, they didn't give us a time jump for that. No, we got that one year on that one episode, and that's it. Everything else they, like, figured out. Because the baby been christened already. Facts. And has it been a year? Because that baby looked big as No, hell. no, no. Because uh, Tiffany and them baby just turned a year. So it couldn't have been that old. But how long ago was that? The way they said it, we left to assume a lot. Yeah. They, they I'm pretty sure it hasn't been a year. What I'm it saying ain't is. It has been a year, but it's been some months. That baby big as hell. Okay, I, um, I saw that nigga had a little bit of thought he had a little peach fuzz going on down there. That's why that nigga don't want the mad sweet potatoes, bitch. Yeah. I want a steak. You I got Corona, teeth. nigga. I have teeth. What are you talking about? Yo, I don't know if I appreciate this or if it's bothering me, but I, Insecure is like the only show that I've watched that's like a current day show, like not like a specific theme. Like it's a show about present day that hasn't like done some form of like addressing Corona. Like I know. Is Insecure in the future now? Because of the time jumps? Yeah, it got to be in the future. It's not 2021 no more. Hey. Because, like, when they was at the college, that would have to be, that was, like, quote-unquote current, and then it jumped a year ahead. Yeah. I mean, shit, uh, what was our shit on HBO? Love Life jumped to 2022. But it's, when he started writing the book, they was like 15 months later, and yeah. they was in 21. So it was like, oh, shit, nigga, we damn near got to 23. Maybe they did jump, nigga. We don't know where Insecure at. That's the other part, nigga. Um, did you watch the preview for next week? Yeah, I did. Crenshaw's back. Yeah, but Issa get a bag of money somehow. Issa was talking mad shit in the mirror next week, Um, okay. talking about she got that bread. Uh, What else happened? Crenshaw was back. She got that bread. Did we see a Lawrence thing? I can't fucking remember, dog. Kind of blanking on the preview. Um, all in all, dog, this was a good episode, man. I, I appreciated them getting together. I appreciated them not romanticizing the moment between Lawrence and Condola. Um, moving forward, if Lawrence and Condola do have a fucking moment or if they get back together, I'm not mad at it. But for this purpose, I thought it was real important to just show Two co-parents, co-parenting, nigga, and that's it. They're not fucking, they're not making out, they're not doing none of the fucking extra shit. They're just raising their goddamn kid, man. Um, I do think Molly's going to get her feelings hurt when she approaches Torian. Um, I don't know if she ever sent that text off because I know Dro called in the middle of her drafting it. So whatever happens there, I think it ain't going to be good at the end of the day for Molly. Like, I feel like something's going, going to go down. That's not going to be right. I'll tell you what. i tell you what I want. I want happy fucking endings. I'm tired of all the... Yeah. Everything in life don't end in a bad ending. No, not at all. Sometimes hey, shit work out. Tiffany and Derek moving to Denver. Yo, I moved to Atlanta. I ain't never seen my friends never again. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
we were still good. It was just like, oh, man, I'm moving away. Like, it wasn't – clearly it wasn't like it, it was because you don't live in that close proximity, but it ain't like friendship over. They live on the West Coast. Denver is accessible. I want Molly to, to – I want Molly and Torian to work out. I wouldn't be mad at Molly and Torian working out at all, man. He um showed this season specifically in a few episodes he's been on that he's not a, a heartless character. Like, yeah, she has a heart. He's concerned about her. I like that she said, yo, the nigga been checking on me about my mom, hitting me up every day about this project, and then calling me to see what I'm up to, like, every day, nigga. So I, I wouldn't be mad at the shit working with Torian, but I just had a real feeling from the fucking the tone of – that scene that and it's it's gonna go left when she hit him. Um Tiffany I would say that shit in person though. Yeah, don't text me that. Just I see it in the morning at work, nigga. Like it's not a big deal, dog. Like, um it'd be like, what you about to get into? You wanna grab something to drink? And it'd be and then yeah, once y'all yeah. get there, y'all ain't do whatever y'all need to yeah, do. But. Fam, when work is over, yo, you wanna go to happy hour or something? Like man, it's mad shit you can say that's smoother than Yo, I want to get together outside of work. Like, right. nigga. Yeah, not, yeah now you're making it weird. Now do I got to wear some different shit? Like, what? I got to put Let on my Let me change out my suit and put a different suit yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> like, where you want to go? Like, no. I just, let's, when we done, let's go to the bar downstairs, get a drink, and then take the night from there. Um, I don't like whatever happened to Tiffany's character. Like, I, I again, I have no idea what's going on with Amanda Seals, but it just feel weird. Um, She don't feel, like you said, she ain't got that normal snark that she had. Uh, the the jokes is kind of landing softly. Um, Kelly was good this episode. It was a couple times they tried to Kevin Harder and like overdo the funny. Like they was like forcing the joke. Like that whole get out moment where she with the Daniel Kaluuya shit. Like it was like this is random as fuck. Like I I I get it. I I kind of did the little under your breath laugh, but I didn't really dig it. Um. Yo, man, it's a good episode, bro. Uh, season five of Insecure has been different. I'll say that. It is it has definitely been a different tone than the other four seasons, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, I appreciated this episode. I appreciated having some closure-type moments, dog. As we talked about getting closure in a relationship. Nigga, we got a relationship with these characters, man, and, and that closure is definitely needed, so... The same way that Issa felt like she might have needed it from Lawrence, we need that shit from Issa, dog. Harlem. Let's talk about Harlem real quick. Let's let's flip the script. So, I know I watched it. You didn't watch it, correct? I'm straight. Okay. So, I watched the whole season on Saturday. Um, before I play this clip, first thing I want to do is say, I didn't really enjoy this show, bro. Um... And, and I say that for a couple of fucking reasons. One, uh, I thought it was unfocused. I, I did not really think that this shit had, like, it didn't start to seem like it was getting to a purpose until the last couple episodes. Like, everything else just felt random as fuck. It felt like so they, they, was, think they, insecure, huh? they was trying to be deep. Uh, um, and it was like they was trying to make you care about these characters. One character, she was, even from the people who I talked to who said they love this show. I saw some people say that this was really good. Oh, I saw some people say that. Those people are fucking idiots. I'm saying that shit <laughs> smoothly. And look, dog, I, my opinion is my opinion. You can love a show that I hate. That's fine. We're allowed to do that, dog. This shit, at best, was a six. Seven, again, when you get toward the latter episodes. And when I say latter, I mean the last two, nigga. 
Like the final two, I was like, okay, this shit seemed like a good story. The previous fucking eight episodes, nigga, felt like, dog, what is this shit about, bro? Like, so what? I don't know. What is it about? Four black women in Harlem. But then, like, they troping it, right? One of them is a professor, Megan Goods. Uh, she's the professor at Columbia. She's trying to get a tenure position under. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg is the head of the department that she works in or whatever. Whoopi Goldberg doesn't think she has enough experience or whatever. Boom, boom, boom. That's her character. Um, The other character or one of the other characters is a pretty light-skinned girl who comes from money. Uh, Jasmine Guy plays her mom. She's comes from wealth, has her own business. She's an entrepreneur. She's trying to, like, live her life. But her business in the beginning isn't going so well she trying to figure shit out in the process of figuring out shit career wise, randomly out of nowhere. This is one of the things I didn't like about the show toward the end. All of a sudden she trying to figure out her sexuality. Cause she likes her friend. She grew up with who happens to be gay and she ain't even know she liked girls till a random fucking scene where they was at the bowling alley. And then from there it was like, Oh, am I having a moment with you now that I know you like girls? Motherfucker, you wasn't even gay. She been gay. You just say no. Now all of a sudden. They don't like me. How long has she been been gay? gay. (laughs) So it was just weird. Like they kind of jumped into it and all of a sudden she was asking old girl if she wanted to go on a date. And it was like, but the reason it felt weird is because prior to, so the, the bowling scene that they was on together when she found out the girl was gay. Spoiler alert. Oh yeah. Spoiler alert. If you ain't watch Harlem, sorry, but whatever. This shit ain't fucking, uh. The Wire, nigga, I can spoil it. But the scene where she's bowling with the friend and finds out that she's gay and then starts to kind of have a moment with her and think that she likes her. Two girls just went bowling? No, no, no. So here's, I'm about to get into it. She was dating a nigga and took his son bowling because she didn't know what else to do. The son was bored. She didn't know what to do with him. How old is the son? He was like nine, eight, nine, something like that. So he was at the crib like, I want to get out the house. I want to get out the house. Like, let's go do something. I hate being here with you. So she was like, what now you want to go outside? So she took him to like a fucking, like, like a game thing. It was like an arcade. They got a bowling alley, all that. So she took him there. When she went there, she bumped into her friend. Saw the friend was there. The friend was like, she was supposed to be with a group, but they flaked. Then she later admitted, yo, I was actually supposed to be on a date with a girl. And she was like, with a girl, wait, you're, you're gay. She was like, nigga, I've been gay. Like, you just ain't know, because you don't know my fucking life. And then every moment that why they... Ever, why she ever sat on a date with a girl? It was something like that. It was, I don't, again, I'm, I'm kind of recapping in the end yeah. way. But when, after she told her that, every moment that they had after that, the one girl who was there with her boyfriend's son, all of a sudden she was looking at these moments like they were moments of chemistry. Like, oh shit, I think I like her and I no longer like the nigga that I'm dating. Whose son I brought here? Like, it was just like, y'all really just had to flip her to now she trying to figure out if she likes this girl or not. Then, continuing the tropes, there was a gay character in the group of four. Um, She was a, I can't remember her occupation, but whatever she did, she was super successful. Her storyline, it was kind of weak. Like, they had her have a one-night stand with this white girl she woke up the next morning, the white girl wasn't there. Then later, the white girl ended up being like a fucking editor at a magazine that she was, it was like a Forbes thing that she was doing. And the white girl was the editor of the shit she was doing. So then it was like, 
oh, shit, you fucking, like, left after the one-night stand. I was trying to kick it. You left me. Then they started dating. But then she started feeling like, I can't date you because you white. Like, they was, like, walking through Harlem, strolling. Wait and then minute, she wait was. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, couldn't date the white girl because she was white. Can you do that? <laughs> like, <laughs> can you exclude if you don't want to be excluded? Yeah, that's funny as fuck. I just want to say that. I'm not going to answer it, but it's funny as fuck. Um, I mean, everybody got preferences, right? Yeah, yeah. And But look, so it wasn't a problem till she was walking down the street and she, like, kept seeing all these black couples. And then she was like, I can't be that girl. It was one of them. So she stopped fucking with the white girl. But it was like. Well, then they, nigga, you just liked her before then. And then the fourth friend. I saved her for last. She was the absolute fucking worst character on anything I watched this whole year, bro. She was terrible, dog. They had her being loud, abrasive, everything. So she was the, the quote, creative. She was the actor. So she's in this Broadway play. It was a get-out musical based on the movie. Um, and in the fucking, like practices and rehearsals and all that she kept having problems with white actors in the play she was having problems with the black director and them taking up for the white actress one white actress kept calling some shit ghetto so then she cussed her out about calling it ghetto and saying that it was microaggressive racism well, it was like are jewish in nature fam. um they didn't come from america and they definitely didn't come from Man. Black people, if you want to assign where the term ghetto comes from, so. uh, it does not come from like, here. Man, but that's not that's neither here nor there. No, I hate when people not, assign ghettos to black to people. black people, and, and that's so not that where it's in from. itself pissed me off yeah. that she got so like you got you would have to see the scene to see like how upset she got at old girl saying some shit was ghetto, and then she kept calling it microaggression and racist and da da da, and she was just so fucking like. They was, like, making her be loud, aggressive, and just, like, all the, like, stereo. It was very stereotypical, and I didn't like her character. She was loud, dog. And and when I say loud, I'm not talking volume no more. So, I saw a clip online yep. on Twitter. Um, got it pulled up right here. And I sent it to you. I'm like, yo, we got to talk about this on the pod. Yeah. I had no idea it was from this show. Yep. Um. And then, yeah, so let's just listen. Look, I'm telling you, these hoes bust it wide open for a six-piece nugget. No fries. Yo, you gonna handle this? He's new. You don't know the rules. Yo, Aunt, chill. We got a lady present. Maybe the lady shouldn't try so hard to look like a dude. Bomb shop's a safe space? You're not using the term safe space correctly, dumbass. Yeah, well, she just laying there all nutted on and shit. Yo, CJ, please, get your boy. Todd, what can I do? Aunt's family. I've been coming here for years. We been, but me and Aunt are family. He's my mom's sister, son's nephew. He cousins, Todd. So anyway, I'm about to titty fuck the hoe, right? And then suddenly I realized shorty got one titty bigger than the other. Fuck this. <laughs> Side note. Mom's sister, your auntie, son, your cousin, yep. nephew. Nephew. So it's my cousin's nephew. Yeah. Would All have been right. a lot simpler to get there. Um, so in the tweet that you sent me, uh, the actual tweet surrounding that video clip said, the savage black male trope is alive and well since 1905 birth of a nation. Except this time, it's not the KKK that wrote this scene. It's black male misandrist. Malcolm D. Lee and 
Tracy Y. Oliver that greenlit this. FYI, in almost 50 years, I ain't never seen this happen. Fuck out of here. So I start looking at the comments. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we get into them comments, because Van Lathan also wrote something about that scene on his Instagram. He said, I hate to be that guy. Like, hate. I'm all for black male accountability culture. We have to hold each other to standards so the community can grow and evolve. That said, this scene from Harlem just isn't fair. I'm 41 years old, been in hundreds of black barbershops nationwide. Never seen a black lady disrespected like this. There are ladies in shops for all kinds of reasons, and it's always love and respect. I've seen disrespectful music turned down. I'm not saying that this has never happened, but I am saying just as we have to be careful about the portrayal of our women and LGBTQ brothers and sisters, we also have to be equally as careful about the portrayal of men. Yep. Uh, One of the women said, I've been in plenty of barbershops. I have never heard men talk like this. It's a shop. And if they did, it wasn't when women were present. And then a bunch of men and women um, chimed in. So, Ed, have you ever been in the barbershop and this a situation like this happened? I have not. Uh, I've, I've, well, let me rephrase this. Have you ever been in the barbershop and, pe- and men were talking very explicit about women in general? Absolutely. All right, cool. Now, have you ever been in the shop when that talk was happening while there was a woman or a child there? Um, child, maybe women, no. Um, to and and it was funny because in in Van Lathan's comment he says like yo I've seen women in the shop for mad reasons whether they getting a haircut whether they there with a nigga whether they brought a child whether they selling something when women come in a barber shop niggas tend to tighten up a bit and and the barber shops that I've gone to like as I frequented I used to I frequented Smitty's Jero Imani's Jero um, Linda's Jarrow, Tony Rones, Eight Mile, um, Gary's Linwood early on. Um, and of course, I've been in different shops, those are the ones that I frequent, like, those were my shops yeah. in my 39 years of life. Um, like, it's almost it's like an unwritten rule, it's damn near written, but like, if a woman comes into the shop. If there's a child there, the music goes all the way down or it changes and you don't talk that way. And you tighten it up. What I will say is I I feel so damn near all of the barbershops I went to when I lived in Atlanta had um, hair washers and they were typically women. Um, So there were women always present. One shop I went to was a unisex shop where they did hair, makeup, cut hair, did tattoos, did massages. And Tommy's Barber Lounge on Linwood. Yeah. So I've been in shops where there were women always present. So the type of talk might not have always remained tame because, yo, it's women here all day. I'm supposed to never barbershop talk when I'm in the barbershop? No, but I'm going to try to keep it cool if the women are in close proximity, when that type of talk did get a little outlandish, cause I'm not saying what happened in this scene again, has never happened anywhere. I'm not fucking denying that, but I am saying, yo, you know what I would have loved if they was going to give us this scene, 
I never have seen somebody talk that way. The owner of the shop actually asked them to not do it, and then you continue, and the customer. I've never in my life seen that shit. All I wanted in this scene, and I would have walked away. Okay, I probably wouldn't even thought about this scene anymore had this happened. Yo, dog kept fucking going. Get that nigga the fuck out of here. That's it. Because in most situations, dog, if a nigga going that fucking hard, the owner of the shop going to check that nigga to the point that it's over, bro. Because you're not going to lose a customer over it. Not at all. Especially as a barber. I'd rather lose a barber than a customer. She was like, yo, I've been. I've been going here my whole life. So what it sound. So I understand what was sound. What what was in his. What was seen was um, that black men are disrespectful to the LGB coalition, the whole nine yards. And they would rather lose money than stop their vulgar talk in front of. So then my. my Because, again, I'm not. I'm not. And it was a lot of people in the. Van Lathan comments who were saying like, yo, Van, like, I feel you. I know you, you coming from, but you can't say that this has never or could never happen to somebody at the LGBTQ community. And I get that. I agree facts. with that. That's 100% facts. So never say that. I don't, I don't think that this hasn't happened to someone. Um, but what I didn't like in the context of the show that they did after this they didn't use this as a, a a teachable moment. What they did was make the rest of her parts of the show about her not having her haircut for this photo shoot. They made it funny. They made a joke out of it. They didn't take this, what they was trying to make a serious moment, serious. Because then the rest of the show was about her going to get a weave, her hating the weave, her getting comments from the white girl about how good her hair looked, her not being comfortable with the weave. So then when she got to the photo shoot, she took the fucking weave off and had half her hair cut because dog had started cutting her hair down the middle. They made a joke out of a moment they wanted me to take seriously, and it was just like, what's y'all purpose, now, bro? Granted, I've been rocking a bald head since uh, for three years now. Facts. But my podcast is called Shop Talk Podcast. Facts. We know a little bit about Barbershop talk. A little bit. That's the whole point of the... <laughs> I mean, this studio was called Shop Talk Podcast Studio. Um, I think men know a little bit more about what goes on in the barbershop. Just as women probably know a little bit more about what goes on in a hair salon. Yeah. You can listen to the experts on this one. Yeah. I'm not saying a woman ain't never said nothing disrespectful in a, in a, a salon about a man. And 100% niggas do, some people do talk while in barbershops. Yeah. But what has changed over the years is, it ain't a bunch, first off, it's not a bunch of niggas sitting around a barbershop no more. That's not a thing. You got an appointment, my nigga. Facts. And you in and you the fuck out. There is not a, do people still take walk-ins? Like I th- You may or may not find a shop that'll do a walk-in. I know bro. people do walk-ins because it's so limited. Now I, on Thursdays between this time and this time we you do get walk-ins. One, yeah. But like I don't we are responsible for the images of ourselves. Yeah. And we gotta be careful with the images of ourselves. It's just a real fine fucking line between making your point. In this this specific scene, making your point about the treatment of LGBTQ women in this predominantly male space versus making black men look bad. And I feel like I walked away from this scene 
And then to see them not further that conversation in the show, I walked away from this episode feeling like, yo, y'all just did that to make niggas look bad. What I would like to have seen in this scene, because guess what? I know there are people from the, from that community have gone into the barbershop and felt ostracized. Facts. Um, or and like, yo, I wasn't went to the barbershop, they called me slurs or whatever. I'm 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 fairly sure because ignorance is abound, right? So I'm sure that has happened before. To the point where you talk to the manager, yeah, and he say, "I don't give a fuck." I'm a, what I would have liked to have seen, well, him pull him to the side, yeah, go in the back, like my nigga. That you don't do, you don't talk that way in front of a customer, mm. especially when they threaten to go. I don't give a fuck what you got in your head. I think you an idiot. You can go home, yeah, or come back in an hour. So something to address it, right? And to if if we if we're trying to prove a point to show what should happen because yep. your comments were wrong, yo she shouldn't be trying to look like a fuck nigga. Yeah. If she want to wear a fucking fade, she can wear a fade. Facts. That don't mean that she. It don't mean nothing. Something to address it. I think that's what I was missing from this fucking scene was, yo. Because again, what he said may or may not be someone's fucking experience. I'm never trying to fucking dismiss that. But I would have loved to have just seen the owner of the shop say more than, yo, well, he my actual cousin. Like, I got to let him talk shit. That's my family. No, you don't. He's your employee. He worked for you. Tell him you can't talk to a fucking customer like that. Hey, yo, shut the fuck up before you not have a job no more. Yo, cuz, shut the fuck up before I tell auntie. Or how about this? If she walks out of here and don't come back, your rent just went up, whatever her haircut is, weekly. Every week, nigga. Like, you gonna pay for her. Something. I just, I wanted somebody to check dog in this moment. And then just as a business owner, yeah. myself, right? Whether I'm okay with what with something, if you come in here, you need to feel comfortable. Facts. You need to be safe. Again. So as a business owner, I'm going to not allow you to fuck up my business. Black men in this scene look shitty. You got the nigga talking shit. He looks shitty. You got the owner who basically saying, and it's okay, even though this is my business and you're a customer of my business, a patron of it, I'm going to let that nigga talk crazy it to you because you gave. It was just poor writing. Too. It was terrible. Busting dog. it open for a six piece? Yeah. And it it was, was, they it, was trying to make it that, funny. Yeah. That, that felt flat. I just didn't, I didn't like nothing about it, dog. And it, again, it was just a scene that I personally didn't enjoy. Um, and I thought it was kind of weak, and I, I I didn't know what they was trying to give me. But, again, I looked at this whole show and didn't really know what they was trying to give me. Like, it took till episode eight for us to even get, like, a thorough fucking uh, backstory on the characters. Hip-Hop Family Christmas? fuck is that? Somebody just posted, okay, I'm watching Hip-Hop Family Christmas. Don't judge me. But just wanted to say Redman doesn't look 87. Because uh, he looks horrible on uh, on uh, Power. But yeah. I'm, I'm not familiar with Hip Hop Family Christmas, so I'm going to add is it that, to the list. Uh, Lil Romeo or something? I, have no I don't know. Yeah, I don't know nothing about it, but I'll watch it. I've been on a Christmas movie binge, nigga. I've been watching mad fucking holiday movies. Um, Something else to LGBTQ members in the barbershop. So when I lived in Atlanta, it was a um, it was a dude. He used to be on Real Housewives of Atlanta. Oh, this is from this year. It's a, a gay guy named Derek J. On Real Housewives of Atlanta, he was known for wearing cold-ass heels and purses. He's a gay guy. Never hit it. On Real Housewives of Atlanta. Oh, oh, shit. So, look. <laughs> Never hit it. No, no, no. I, yeah, I thought yeah. you said. 
No, I'm no, sorry. no. Never hit it. <laughs> but on real life, he went to the same barbershop I went to. A different barber, the same shop. He used to come into the barbershop every Friday. Our appointment times at the same time. Every Friday, he came to the barbershop. No heels, no purses, no women's clothes, no sheer shirt. It was literally baggy tees, baggy jeans, Air Ones. Every Friday. Mm. And I was like, fam, I seen you on Real Housewives of Atlanta. I seen you on the internet. I seen you on Twitter. Like, I know how you move around normally. Why aren't you comfortable coming in this shop as you? I hated that for that man, dog. Yeah. Like, I actually, I really, like, I don't know Derek J for shit. I don't know where he at and what he doing in life. But I know every Friday when I saw that nigga come in there dressed like me. That's unfortunate. I really was like, that's fucked up, dog. Yeah. That you come into this barbershop weekly. Same barber every week. Probably been going there for longer than I have been in Atlanta. And you can't be you, dog. And I hated that for that man. And I I, I bring that up to say, like, in real life, dog, it's, it's way more men out there who would empathize with somebody in that situation than who would sit there and just watch it happen and say, fuck it, that's my cousin. So I I only wanted us to address that, and I know Jay wanted us to address that, because we telling y'all, dog, don't don't let the media convince you that black men don't care about women, LGBTQ women, black LGBTQ women. We give a fuck about all y'all. We want all y'all to be comfortable in whatever space. You can have whatever personal opinions about particular lifestyles, However, you gotta treat people like a fucking human. Facts. And if if you if if something is offensive to someone, and they let you know it's offensive, and yeah. you continue to do it, you're wrong. Stop it right there. Whatever it is, Stop whether you right agree there. with it or not, right? Stop it right there. If you are intentionally are doing something offensive to somebody, or someone lets you know something is f- offensive, and you continue to do it, in my opinion, I think you're wrong. You're wrong as shit. And um, and and we can wrap this shit up right here, man. Uh. When a woman's present, dog, just show respect. Period. Be a fucking man. Just be fucking manly around Surely, women, bro. All that other shit. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm not. I well, hated so, seeing the scene because so I hate seeing us look like we in don't the have shops respect. That I'm familiar with. It's a woman. It's a child, or if it's an elder man, the music still go down. Like you come here, you yeah. 70 years yeah. old. You you not playing f- 21 Savage with the 71 year old man in there. You not. And if you are, that shit's so low, he don't hear it, bro. And the only time I see niggas having a grown-up conversation around kids is if the kid father is involved in the grown-up conversation. Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes you, they bring their kids in and they be talking. It's like, well, that's the type of shit you like your kid. <laughs> no, real shit. That's literally what it is, though, dog. Like, I, I don't know, man. I, I just feel like. In TV shows and, and media and all that type shit nowadays, dog, for us, black men, we the only ones still getting represented so poorly. Like, we have zero morals, zero scruples, nigga. Inside, no. Just because I've been rocking a bald head for three years don't mean I don't go to the barbershop because I still do. Yeah. So I'm not three years removed, okay? Just because my nigga been rocking a bald, he don't mean he won't grow a fade on you niggas right now, nigga. fuck is you talking about, dog? Um. But look, man, y'all y'all go watch Harlem if you want to check it out. It's on Amazon Prime. Again, I thought it got better as it went on. I just didn't think it was that focused. I also thought the characters were a little stereotypical and underdeveloped. Um, I don't think it knew if it wanted to be a love story because Megan Good's the lead, and um, she's with uh, with uh, fake Drake off um, P-Valley, the security guard nigga. Um, well, she not with him. He's her ex 
boyfriend and and they kind of run back into each other. He had moved and he moved back to New York and it was a whole thing, but it didn't know what it wanted to be. That's what I think it suffered from. It was trying to tell a bunch of different stories that didn't really need to be told. It was trying to center itself around four characters who, you know, maybe two or three out of the four oh, weren't so really Ray central. She in Harlem? No. Uh, oh. Hip hop's uh, famous. Oh, she in hip hop. I'm like, nigga, I missed that episode. She wasn't in fucking Harlem. Nigga, it might have been all right. Um, but that said, don't take my opinion on it if it's good. I asked in the Facebook group oh, and Carrie Hilson. for folks to let me know what they thought about Harlem. And Redman. And MC Light. Tell me your opinion on Harlem. Don't base it off mine and don't argue mine. That's my whole thing. And Neo and fake Tupac. Oh, I'm not watching that shit if Neo in it. Oh, bro. shit. Leo, little Mama in this bitch. And oh, Jess Hilarious. And Terrence J. Oh, my God. I'm not watching and that Vanessa shit And Vanessa Simmons. All. Yeah, you count me out, bro. That one just went on the shit. And Uncle Tommy. And it's called Hip Hop Christmas. That mean they gonna be in there trying to rap. Nigga, I'm so smooth on that shit, bro. I don't think it's... It don't look like no rappers in here. Or they gonna be in there trying to do music, nigga. Either way, I'm smooth, dog. Uh, they can leave me the fuck alone. But, hey, man. Check out Harlem. Check out Hip Hop Family Christmas. Check out Insecure. Let us know what y'all thought about all this shit. Let us know what y'all thought about the pod. Bro, we got three episodes of Insecure left, man. Any uh, any expectations, any hopes, anything you looking for to happen in the final three? Uh, finality. Hey, With we know Issa where... and Lawrence. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about nothing else, but you need to let me know what the fuck is up with East and Lawrence because then the first two niggas we seen on the screen. And they the only two this of show the is main about, characters. This show is about East and Lawrence. It's literally East and Lawrence Molly. And because East and Lawrence are tied together from their relationship or a past relationship, you can't just keep giving me the will they won't they, dog. Like, you tell me what's going down. Every other shit... You can bring in new characters, bring in new loves. I don't give a fuck, nigga. Issa Lawrence, if they not, then let them not. Perfect world. Let them be together. It ain't his fault that they had a baby when y'all wasn't even together. I don't want to see them together. I feel like they're headed toward that, though. And like I said, Nate going to get his fucking feelings hurt. But I don't need to see them together, man. Nate be okay the next day. Nah, Nate Go to his other to, version. Nate going back to Houston, nigga. He's not going to deal with these shit, man. Anyway, dog, y'all let us know what y'all thought about the pod episode of Insecure. Let me know what you thought about Harlem. Don't hit us up saying, yo, and I disagree. Just tell me what you think. And I want to know your opinion. I just gave you mine. That's it. I'm not here to debate. Um, In the meantime, hit us up, This Week in Culture, on all the socials, thisweekinculturepod at gmail.com. I'm Ant. That's Jay. We'll see y'all next week, episode 201. We out.